0: Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or The Notorious Fantasy and in today's video, we're gonna be talking about my week number two defenses to stream for the 2023 fantasy football season. Inside of today's video, I'm gonna be going in depth into five different defenses that I believe that you guys should be streaming in week number two based upon their matchups. While some of these defenses might not be the best defenses in the NFL, I believe that their matchups are good enough to want to start them in week number two. There are going to be scenarios where sometimes you might have a great defense like the Jets, and they run into a tough offense. So in this video, we go over five defenses that might not be technically the best on paper, but they have great matchups to help you win your week number two. Before we can get on into things, though, I would like to ask that if you guys are new to the channel and you do end up enjoying today's video, that you please make sure to hit that subscribe button down below while you're down there. Whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at notorious fntsy. And if you would like my weekly rankings, as well as getting all of your questions answered. You can subscribe to the Patreon for $7.50. Link in the video description. So without further ado, let's get into my week number two defenses to stream. We begin with my first defense to stream for week number two, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going up against the Chicago Bears at home in Tampa Bay. Currently, the Buccaneers defense is rostered in 9% of leagues on ESPN. So if you plan NFL, CBS, Sleeper, any of those other fancy football platforms, then the roster ship percentage is going to be slightly different. Though I will note in some cases, there might be a wide difference in margin when you are comparing one ownership on NFL compared to ESPN. It just happens sometimes. So week number one, the Tampa Bay defense went up against the Minnesota Vikings in Minnesota. This was a game that everyone thought was going to be the easiest game to pick on the week. Everyone thought that the Minnesota Vikings were going to roll the Buccaneers up and smoke them like a blunt, but that doesn't end up happening because the Bucs win the game 20-17. to And the most shocking thing about the game was not that Kirk Cousins doesn't have this amazing game in week number one. What was truly shocking was that the Minnesota Vikings were wearing the throwback uniforms they were dripped out they looked incredible and to put up that performance right you put the throwbacks on and you just disrespected the whole Minnesota Vikings fucking history with that performance right now Justin Jefferson got his shirt that guy's going to beat down any defense but the Bucks defense was really good in that game and Baker Mayfield played quite well as well so Bucks defense at Minnesota again they won 20 to 17 this game Two sacks, one interception, two fumble recoveries, and just 17 points allowed. And that was up against a Minnesota Vikings offense that a lot of people thinks is above average. Now, they get the Chicago Bears that looked like a complete and utter unmitigated disaster on Sunday up against the Green Bay Packers in Chicago. The Packers won that game 38-20. to Their defense had four sacks, one interception, one bumper recovery, one touchdown, and 20 points allowed. Now, do I expect the Buccaneers defense to get a touchdown? No. No, I don't. But if Justin Fields looked like how he looked like up against the Green Bay Packers defense, then it's going to be a long day for the Chicago Bears. Now I get DJ Moore shit the bed, Justin Fields shit the bed. Do I think that is going to be a constant all season long? Fuck no, baby. I believe that Justin Fields, as well as DJ Moore, will get right. They will have these get right games. But with how good the Bucks defense looked up against the Minnesota Vikings... I'm going to roll them out again this week up against the Chicago, Chicago Bears at home in Tampa, moving next to the Green Bay Packers, going up against the Atlanta Falcons in Atlanta, 50.2% rostered on ESPN. Week one, the Green Bay defense went up against the Chicago Bears. Like I stated, they won 38-20, four sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, one touchdown, and 20 points Allowed. Now, when it came to the Atlanta Falcons, who the Packers are playing, last week or yesterday, as you're watching this, if you're watching it, the day it came out, they went up against the Carolina Panthers, right? And the offense running the ball, it was a well-oiled machine. Bijan is bending the defense over a table, and then Tyler Algier gets to mosey his way on in there and score two touchdowns, right? That was cool and all. They could not throw the ball for anything. They could not throw the ball. Kyle Pitts had, like, negative seven fantasy points. And Drake London had zero fantasy points, right? I guess Pitts had, like, four points. But Drake London, Drizzy Drake London, literally scored zero fucking fantasy points. Arthur Smith drafts this team. They've got Pitts. They've got Drake London. They have these studs. This is a star-studded offense. I get Desmond Ritter is mid. Mid at best. He's not good at all. But at least try to throw the fucking ball to these playmakers On your team, you don't just have to run every single fucking play. Now, I get it. Nick, don't you know the Atlanta Falcons won that game 24-10? to Yes. But why the fuck did you draft Drake London and Kyle Pitts if you're just going to run a million times, and then when you get to the goal line, you don't even use the guy you drafted in the first round. You hand the thing off to Tyler Algier. The Packers defense ran train. On the Chicago Bears. The Packers have one of the better defenses, in my opinion, in the NFL. Is it like the best defense? No. But could you say, oh, top 12, top third defense in the NFL? Yes. And again, could Bijan go crazy, go nuclear? Yeah. But I think Ritter is going to be put on his ass a bunch. I mean, the Panthers defense sacked Ritter four times, just 24 points allowed. They refuse to throw the ball. So maybe Bijan gets stripped, Algier gets stripped, or maybe one of four times Ritter throws the ball, Jarry Alexander takes that one to the crib. So the Packers defense up against the Atlanta Falcons, it is as easy as it gets. Moving next to my number three defense to stream for week number two, the Indianapolis Colts at the Houston Texans, 0.9% rostered on ESPN. Now the Indianapolis Colts did lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars. But I thought that the, this was going to be the ass-whooping of the century, right? I thought rookie Anthony Richardson, first game jitters, he's going to be okay. He looked amazing. Now, he did end up getting banged up at the end of the game. He says he's fine. We'll see as the week goes along if he's good to go for this game. But I don't even think that really affects the defense. Week one, the Indy defense was all over Trevor Lawrence. They lost the game 21-31, to 31, but... While the score, it was a 10-point game, felt close. As someone who was watching the game, it was like, oh, the Colts really have a lot of opportunities to win here. And then Deion Jackson fumbled the ball 50 times, right? So week one, Indy up against Jacksonville. Their defense, two sacks, one INT, one touchdown, one fumble recovery, 31 points allowed. But again, there are levels to things in the National Football League. The Jacksonville Jaguars offense is upper echelon. Are they the best offense in the NFL? No, I would still say the Chiefs are, despite the fact that the Chiefs got stomped by the Lions. Nick, they barely even even lost to the Lions. You get what I mean, right? They're still a great offense, right? But this is the Texans, right? Indianapolis Colts defense, again, they might not be amazing. They're not allowing 31 points to the Houston Texans. The Ravens defense, five sacks, one fumble recovery, nine points allowed. Now I get it. Nick, The Ravens' defense is good. Sure, I don't think the Ravens' defense is great, and they looked great against the Houston Texans. C.J. Stroud didn't look terrible, but he also didn't look great. I think C.J. Stroud will transition eventually into being a great NFL quarterback. His college tape would tell you that this guy is going to be good at the next level. But in the NFL, sometimes it takes time, right? Anthony Richardson didn't look amazing. He had a good fancy day, though, right? Not everyone's going out there week one out the womb, metaphorically. Bowling, right? C.J. Stroud has time. They're not pulling the fucking plug on C.J. Stroud if he has a bad couple of first, or just an average couple of first three games. So the Colts' defense was all over T-Law, and I think they're going to be all over C.J. Stroud this week in Houston. Next up, we move to defense number four here. The L.A. Chargers at the Tennessee Titans. 2.1% rostered on ESPN. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Nick! Nick! Um, you're a Dolphins fan, and uh, uh, Tua Tagovailoa and uh, Tyreek Hill absolutely railed that defense. Uh, Tua put up uh, a million yards. Tyreek had a million fantasy points. And man, oh man, that Dolphins defense looked great. I, or the Dolphins offense looked great. I know that's what everyone was thinking, right? That's what I was thinking. I fucking ejaculated when we scored that final touchdown. Tua sliced and diced this defense up. He slaughtered the defense. He sauced them up but they're going against the Titans. Ryan Tannehill looked like a blind person out there. Bro looked like Stevie Wonder trying to throw the fucking football. He made the Saints defense look like the fucking 85 Bears. Saints defense, week one against the Titans. They got that W 16 to 15. That game felt like a massacre. It felt like the Saints won. If you watched the game and you couldn't see the score and you were just like half paying attention to the game, every time you looked up, I had the quad box on my television that's sitting above me right now, and I had red zone on the other screen, and that game was at the top left. Dude, every time you look up, oh, it's picked by Tannehill Pick. Oh my God, the fucking Titans are doing nothing. There was one sick play, though, where where Derrick Henry got the ball. It was near the beginning of the game, and Derrick Henry sent a poor bastard to the Shadow Realm. He sent him back to Prohibition. He fucking stiff-armed the guy so hard. It was awesome. But that was about it, right? The Titans offense wasn't great. Tannehill looked abysmal. Three sacks, three interceptions, 15 points allowed. Now, I know what you might be thinking. Nick, the Saints defense is way better than that defense that just got their shit pushed in by the Dolphins. Sure, but the Chargers with Joey Bosa and Khalil Mack couldn't get any pressure, right? Tua wasn't under pressure all night long, right? He didn't even get sacked once his jersey was clean crystal clean like his passer rating in that game right so I get oh they didn't do the great against the Dolphins but the Titans offensive line isn't great Khalil Mack Joey Bosa they had a bad game both of them do we expect that to be what happens all season again don't let week one just fabricate throw the wool over your eyes right I get the Dolphins offense looked amazing the Chargers defense looked terrible In week number two against the Titans, the Chargers defense might be one of the best in the NFL because they're going up against the Titans. Ryan Tannehill at this point in his career, I think he's still okay, but that was bad. That was bad. It was hard to watch. Chargers defense, one interception, one fumble recovery, 36 points allowed. Now the fumble was Fugazi, all right? Connor Williams, offensive lineman, center. Dude snapped the ball, hit the back of his ass crack. And instead of handing it to Tua, just hit his ass crack and fell down. That was bad. That was after the Dolphins drove all the way down the field. Bugazi fumble. And then the interception was an arm punt from Tua. Letting it fly. But hey, still count, right? Crazy things. More crazy things have happened. And again, just just watch the Titans game. If you're not sold, oh my god, the charge defense sucks, just throw the highlights of the Titans game on. Or just go watch the game. I mean, you probably don't want to waste three fucking hours of your life, but yeah. See? And then you'll you'll figure out, you'll come back to the video, you'll be like, oh my gosh, Nick's a genius. The Titans offense was terrible. So if you guys have enjoyed this far, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button down below. But before we can get on into the final defense to stream for week number two, I would like to give you guys a quick word at our friends and our sponsor over at UnderDog. Fantasy. Underdog fantasy is the best place to play pick 'em fantasy football in the universe. And they have a great offer for you guys tonight on Monday Night Football. Aaron Rodgers higher than half of a total yard. You just have to match that with at least one other pick. For instance, we will do Josh Allen higher than 36 and a half rushing yards. If we put in $10, we would get out three times our entry fee. If you want to add more picks to this, if you do three picks, you get six times. Four picks, you get 10 times. If you do five picks, you get 20 times your entry fee. If you guys are new to Underdog Fantasy and want to take part in this, please use promo code Notorious for a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. You deposit $100, they give you an additional $100, you do $50, they give you an additional $50, $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit on Underdog is $10. It is available on all of the states that are on your screen right now, and if you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you guys call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things, we move to defense number five, the Cincinnati Bengals going up against the Baltimore Ravens, 26.4% rostered or owned on ESPN. Now I know what you might be thinking. Nick, the Bengals were bad against the Browns. But do you know, do you know that Joe Burrow's record against the Browns? Not good. Do you know that the Bengals have notoriously shit the bed over the first game, the last couple of years with Joe Shiesty under center? That happened. I said it in the videos. Everyone's sucking this game off. They're getting on their knees. Give them the 9,000, right? Gok, gok, right? Everyone was sucking the game off, sucking it dry, cupping the balls. Oh my God, this game could be so high scoring. And I kept saying, well, on paper, this might say high scoring. I think this can be low scoring. Now, did I think the Bengals would get three points? No. I thought they'd get more than that. I thought it'd be a run heavy game, run heavy affair. But the only running was. The Bengals running off the field after they got demolished. 24 to 3. Bengals defense, though, they look good against Mr. Watson, massage man. Three sacks, one interception, one fumble recovery, 24 points allowed. Watson looked okay. Look, some people on Twitter are like, oh my God, Deshaun Watson looked like shit. If you watched what he did last year, then you watch that game, it is night and day. Night and day. Now, is he is he back? Is he back to the Houston days? It doesn't look like it. But sometimes it takes time, right? Sometimes you gotta wipe the rust off. T. Higgins, put up zero points zero points for T. Higgins in this game Dallas Goddard scored zero points do not overreact don't panic people panic oh my god I gotta gotta trade I I, I gotta trade Dallas Goddard I gotta trade T. Higgins and you trade him for a fucking half eaten bag of potato chips and you use condom don't do that wait hold don't panic break London I'm panicking right I'm full on panic mode DEFCON 5 T. Higgins, Dallas Goddard no I'm not panicking again I think the Bengals bounce back Three sacks, one interception, one former card, 24 points left. Now, the Texans' defense played really good against the Ravens. Now, I said this in the videos. The Texans' defense is a little underrated. They've got a defensive-minded head coach from the 49ers. There, bam. And the defense has been adding pieces. Now, I understand they're not the best defense in the NFL, but they were all over Lamar all game long, right? Now, they might have gotten soaked 9-25 to 25 if you're a scoreboard watcher, but if you throw the game on, you would be like, wow. Four sacks, one interception, one fumble card, 25 points allowed. They were not passing well on the Texans. All they were doing was running. And then once J.K. Dobbins got hurt, they were just running other running backs. Right? Sure. The Texans' defense looked good, though. Sure, the, the Ravens won. Oh, my God, they won 25-9. to 9. They beat the shit out of the, the, the Texans. No, they didn't. No, they didn't. That was a game where if you were watching that, you would have thought, if you didn't know the score, and you just kept looking up and down, you would have thought that the Texans miraculously just won the game. Because every single time the Ravens were on offense, if they didn't run the ball, they looked like a chicken with their head cut off. We know notoriously, the Bengals bounced back in week two. We know notoriously that AFC North matchups throw the rule book out, right? You throw the record book out, right? This is going to be a close game. Probably going to be a lower scoring game. Will Lamar get the kinks out? Will the offense play better? Yeah. But they lost Dobbins, right? I'm a Gus Edwards fanboy. Gus Edwards ain't got shit. On on J.K. Dobbins. They might bring in another running back. They signed Melvin Gordon. Melvin Gordon, right? Oh my God, Melvin Gordon, right? Who's scared of Melvin Gordon? Who is? No one. The answer is no one. The Bengals up against the Ravens. Gross. I know the Bengals just got destroyed. Think about it, you know? Don't just play off of, oh my God, the Bengals lost. Don't, Don't think like that. The Bengals' defense looked good against the Browns. So, thank you guys for watching today's video. If you have any other defenses you want to talk about, leave it down below in the comment section. If you lost your fantasy football matchup because you played against the Dallas Cowboys defense, who 40 0 40-0 in primetime. We had to watch a team basically get executed on primetime. That's what we just watched, 40-0. to The Cowboys defense probably won people games. I would have launched my remote at my television if I lost to the Cowboys defense. But that's why defenses are important in fantasy football, right? We're finding the defenses are... Off the waiver wire, pick up. Throw in your lineup and give you that extra boost, right? There's going to be great defenses, right, that have hard matchups. The defense plays bad, right? They might score negative points. Whereas on here, you can pick these defenses up and get your positive points. And in some scenarios, like the Bucks, the Packers, I literally think both those defenses could score 15-plus points. So I'm excited about it. I'm excited for week number two. Still got some games tonight. And by games, I mean game, Jets, Bills. Let me know in the comments also who you got winning tonight. I love you guys all so much. Hope you have a great one. And as always, good boy!